Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. This is the final part in our conversation on the importance of story, specifically understanding our own story as we grow towards health. We hope you enjoy. So what would you, you know, maybe give some offer, if, if can you think of any encouragements, and I'll chime in as well, but like, give some encouragements about someone who's trying this practice. Silence, solitude, contemplative prayer, contemplative scripture reading. What, whenever those stuff, that stuff starts popping up, what would you encourage, encourage people to remember? Uh, set your expectations appropriately. If you're looking for perf- perfect silence for five minutes, you're never going to get it. So knowing set going into that, knowing that things are going to pop up, kind of it it prepares you for for it to happen. So when it does happen within those five minutes, instead of being angry at yourself, it's thank it's like when that pops up, it's thank you, God, for giving me an opportunity to refocus on you. I mean, what is what is bad about refocusing on God? And if you spend five minutes just constantly refocusing back on God, that's five pretty good solidly used minutes. Mm-hmm. And so it's setting appropriate expectations for yourself in that silence. And silence isn't always perfect and won't be. So just knowing that where you are in the season of life you're in, it might not be easy. It might not be possible to find a, a really quiet, quiet place. But being, it's about the intentionality of focusing on God, mm-hmm. focusing on listening to what He's saying to me. Um, it's also knowing that. Five minutes isn't that long. It feels like a long time, but we need to celebrate the small things because if you're doing this for the first couple of times, first couple of weeks, it feels exhausting or just like silly. It's like, well, I should be getting better now. Like, well, it's it takes time. Being patient, having the appropriate expectations for ourselves, knowing that this is a long game that we're playing. This isn't like an immediate change that we're looking for. And knowing that... It is not a waste of time. Yeah, I think that's one of the um, the, the trouble for a lot of us is <clears throat> we think that we need to be doing something productive or this isn't really going to be helpful. But again, this exercise, what it does is it brings things up. It brings things to the surface. You know, yeah. Rich and Jim talk a lot about the iceberg analogy to where we're really only cognizant of about 5% of what's happening. Like, why do we do what we do? We're aware of like 5%. There's like 95% under the waterline, like where we just, we're not aware of why. Well, when we do these practices, guess what? That stuff that's underneath the surface, if you will, of our hearts and souls and lives Mm -hmm. starts to come up. And so the, the productive aspect of that exercise, that five minutes is... I'm going to probably learn something about myself. Yep. I might learn something about God. And then I, that, that's fodder for taking to my, to my community group or mm-hmm. taking to, you know, my, my mentor, my coach. And it, it's an opportunity to bring something to, to wrestle through more, to chat about more. Um, it's an opportunity to learn. Yeah. And that's going to be important in my growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, uh, the practice of knowing uh, knowing yourself in such a way that 
things don't surprise you as much. Like, because the things we know really well, we're not really usually surprised. And often when we do something that we regret or like we do something that hurts somebody else, it is a surprise because we're not like cognitively or we're not, you know, intentionally figuring out how can I hurt somebody? Uh-huh. But when we, when we do something, when something happens and we're just responding, like we're reacting, we're not responding, it's often surprising. So getting to know yourself will help you um, be able to identify when that overwhelming emotion pops up. So before I do something I'm going to regret or do something that's going to hurt myself or others, I'm able to know it's like I'm about to react. I need to slow down and respond differently. And often that, that, that mental and emotional exercise doesn't feel as slow as how I just said it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty quick. You just get, you get used to it more and mm-hmm. more the, long, the longer you do it. And those five minutes of practicing silence and solitude strengthens your ability or that muscle of responding and not reacting. Yeah. Responding and not reacting. I would even say receiving and not reacting. Mm-hmm. Um, if I think of my, uh, my, myself at my own, my most unhealthy, I am reactively mistrusting Mm. God and others and sub myself. And as I move into more health, I'm receptively trusting myself, God and others appropriately. And so I think that's what we're cultivating on the soul level when we're doing this work. So I would just encourage, I mean, I think we got to continue to encourage each other in this, but I think for, um, for anyone listening, especially guys in the refuge, um, just to encourage you to do a life map, Uh, to do a life map. If you have questions about it, to ask coordinator, to ask director, um, talk to us, but to, to really engage in it. Cause it's going to be, it, it can be a waste of time if you don't really engage with it, right? It's going to be as good or as bad as you make it, but there's a lot to learn in your own story. Mm. And I would just encourage folks to, to engage in it. To, to pay attention, to be intentional, to really be curious about your own story, your own life. There's things you've gone through that have shaped you that if you were more aware of, um, you'd probably, you know, there, there'd be things that you, you would learn that would probably be pretty profound. Yeah. So, so I would just encourage folks to, to show up uh, to learn about you because ultimately you're going to learn a ton about God as well. Yeah. And challenge yourself to be very honest because mm-hmm. that is more difficult than it sounds. Yeah. If you are, that's why writing it down on paper is so important because if you we're able, to. that's like the first step to being on, like genuinely honest is to put it down is writing it down. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to go back and look at it and see like, oh man, I was angry when I wrote that. Or I was sad when I wrote that. Or I was I was not being fully transparent when I wrote that down. I I said this because I, I wanted it to be this way, but that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. But it's it's that practice uh, of, of real genuine honesty. Because the reason why the life map works or doesn't work is not because of how it's designed. It's how you approach it with the amount of honesty and vulnerability that you approach it. 
counseling, life mapping is very similar to like counseling or therapy mm-hmm. um, or how you apply things. It is, if counseling didn't work for you in the past, it's probably because you weren't honest with the counselor and yourself. Right, right. It's not because like, granted, there are some people who, there are some counselors are not Jesus. So yes, they're imperfect, but there's some similarities where if I'm not putting the work into it and I'm just not being honest with myself or the person across the table from me, it probably isn't going to have as big an impact. The same is true with a life map or story work. Mm-hmm. If we're not truly honest about it, it's not going to have as a deep impact as it should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so again, um, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this more in the future, but we can just end it with, with again, with Rich's caution that what what we don't own will own us, that our story is showing up in our lives every day, whether we like it or not. The question is, are we aware of what's happening? Are we aware of how our fear, shame, and guilt is playing out, how our past is showing up in our present? And the encouragement is to own our story, to slow down, to do those practices of silent solitude, contemplative scripture reading, and contemplative prayer, and to invite God into our story and to learn. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We finished this conversation today, and next we will be interviewing Austin Hill. As we talk about the importance of story, we figured it might be helpful for you to get to know us a bit better. So we'll see you soon.